Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Create, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who need encouragement, motivation, and inspiration. I'm your host, Caitlin Swanson of 16th Street Society, where I work as a photographer, podcaster, educator, and small business strategist. Today, I get to chat with Brownie Downham, a local Oklahoma artist, mom, and fitness lover. I am so excited to get to talk with Brandy about her art process, heart, and creativity. So let's ju- jump right into it. Hello, Brandy. Hi. I, I think I told you this in an email, but you're the first person I've interviewed that I have not actually met in person. That's awesome. That's really cool, though. So right off the bat, um, I've, of course, like, poured through your website and your Instagram and everything. But for those of you out there who haven't done that, uh, by the way, you should. But so, Brandy, when you meet someone and they're like, oh, what do you do? What do you tell them? Yeah, I know. It's kind of a loaded question. And <laughs> I don't really have my whole elevator speech down because I kind of feel like, I don't know, it's organic every time. But um, the way I would describe myself and what I do is that I am a multimedia painter and I specialize in large scale artwork. So most of my paintings or most clients um, know me from doing really big like wall size um, canvases. My biggest canvases are like eight feet by 10 feet tall um, and eight feet wide. I have a body of work that's about five feet by seven feet. And then by standard, I usually paint like a 48 by 48 and larger. So, um, I do have a smaller body of work and I am actually learning to paint a lot smaller, um, because I run out of space and, um, you know, I have inventory kind of all over the place in different offices and things like that. And so for those purposes, I try to paint a little bit smaller, but for business and commissions and also for my own work in gallery exhibitions, I really like to paint large. It's just kind of where my heart is. So it can be a task though, because, um, you know, working large scale, you really have to have a lot of space. (laughs) So, and you, you move a lot and there's a lot of material involved. So that's kind of what my professional life looks like. And then I'm also a mom. I have two girls and, um, they're 13 and four. I know the big gap. And so Haven, my baby, she's in school three days a week. And so um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right now, she'll be in pre-K next year. But right now she's in school three days a week. And so those are kind of my like grind days. Um, And yeah, and I've been married to my husband 10 years this year. And we grew up together. We actually met when we were 14 years old. And I know (laughs) a friend and... um, Yeah, I just love doing life with him. So that's what I do. That's who I am. That's awesome. That's awesome. So with your, since you work such large scale, have you always done that or did you work your way up to that? Well, that's something I started experimenting with in college. Um, So I went to art school at UCO and, um, I, my, I emphasized in two-dimensional design. So my background's in fine art, but two-dimensional design is really where my love is. 
And um, I just felt really confined and I wanted to do something big and bold. And I had a lot of emotional energy. And so I dumped it out on canvas. And after I started painting semi-big, I was like, okay, I kind of got to hang on this. And um, and it just kind of became sort of a natural evolution. I just started painting really large. And then um, I kind of sort of gained a following and a reputation for it. And so that's where it just kind of began to become a career move. Mm-hmm. So this is something that um, I get really curious about with artists in particular, because you said that you kind of became known for it and built a following around this. What are steps that as an artist you take to kind of make that name for yourself and bring like this community around you of, of, you know, these loyal fans and people who are um, collectors. That's the key, right? Yeah. 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 Well, um, okay. So this was the, this was before social media, like Facebook was just a thing when I was graduating. Um, and so there was no Instagram. So before that, the key was to just really put yourself out there. I submitted to every single show I could. I submitted to momentum. Um, and so momentum OKC is so great. If you're under 30 and you're an emerging artist, you need to look at that. OVAC is a wonderful organization. Um, and so the key I think is to start local, start where you are and plant yourself. And you really just have to Mm -hmm. submit, 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 get your work out there. Um, create a case, try to submit to as many galleries as you can and then network too. Um, you know, I think it's really important not to be scared to go into a cute boutique or an office space and introduce yourself and drop cards and say, Hey, if you need some, some stuff on your walls, I'd love to help you out with that. Yeah. So how has, do you feel like, and this was not part of any of the questions I sent you, but I'm just kind of, that's okay. Um, inspired <laughs> by this topic. What, how do you feel like social media has like kind of changed that for you or has it changed that for you? Dude, it changed everything. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a creative and you're not utilizing Instagram, you are missing out big time. It is so effortless. Um, Yeah. So it's changed everything. I mean, it's changed the game. Like, you know, before you really had to do things in person. Um, And when I was starting my career, I really, I started when I was still in college Um, and I finished school kind of late. It took me a long time because I worked a lot. And so um, I was, you know, in my mid twenties when I was graduating. And so I was like, I felt like I was behind the game and I felt like I was late. So I really needed to establish myself and plant myself. Um, And so I had to be very physical about that and really put myself out there. Um, Now you can, you know, Instagram is just, it's, it's a beautiful visual um, platform that just makes it so easy to curate your work, curate your process and share that passion with the entire world. And I will tell you, passion is contagious. And so when you share how passionate you are, not just about your work, but about your creative lifestyle, people will follow you. It's organic. It's just, it's like the, it's just the natural order, you know, people love it. So what people are really buying is passion and process from me. Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> so I think pretty much most people would have a good understanding of what you mean by passion um, and curate your work. Like that is pretty straightforward. But when you say curate your process, what do you mean by that? Like what is, what is well, that to you? What I mean when I say curate your process is just on Instagram. I think that your feed needs to be beautifully curated. Um, and it needs to sort of look like a portfolio of your process and your work. So, um, I think showing bits of your tools and, you know, um, pieces of the rawness of the process. I think that's, what's really beautiful. I'm super passionate about my process. Um, to me, it's the making the work and from the beginning to end where I find the beauty and the satisfaction. And that's where I get in my zone and fall in love with what I'm doing. And mm -hmm. it's just the end result. That's like the icing on the cake. You know, it's like, okay, this feels complete and it feels balanced. And then I'm also like, oh, I can breathe. <laughs> yeah. Because my work is highly emotive. And so when I'm painting, I am like literally dumping so much emotional energy onto the canvas. And I know that sounds really cliche, mm -hmm. but it's the truth. So, you know, by the time I'm finished with the painting, I'm like, I feel refreshed. Like I let all that out and it feels so much better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> life, is, life is balanced again. Yeah. But anyway, um, and also just my process, I do have sort of some rituals and things like that, that I like to kind of um, follow when I do come into the studio. Do you mind sharing some of those? Not at all. So it's really pretty basic, but, um, the way that I like to start working is I usually make a cup of tea mm -hmm. in a pretty cup. <laughs> um, and I just lost someone really special to me. And so, um, I usually drink from one of her teacups and I bring it in the studio with me and it's just kind of a reminder that she's here and, inspiration. And so the next thing I do is I turn on Spotify and then I open my sketchbook and being or some journaling, um, or I will, um, just flip through my sketchbook and look for inspiration. And that really just kind of helps me find my heart's position. And it just helps me kind of clear all the clutter in my mind and make some sense out of the chaos. And so once I kind of get to that point of level-headedness and sort of knowing where my emotional and spiritual energy is, then I like to approach the canvas. That's awesome. I, I love that you have that process and you have those rituals. You know, this is what I do to prepare myself to create things because I know in creative work, it can be really tempting to just like sit back and wait for inspiration to strike and it can almost feel wrong and yeah. forced if you're not doing that. Like I know I've really struggled with that in photography and just being like, well, you know, when I'm inspired by something, I'll do it. But, you know, creative work is still work. And to do, do work, there has to be like steps and process. And, you know, it might, might look different for every person, but you still have that set of things. And it's something that I'm still – like really struggling with learning what my process is because I feel so scattered all of the time. And I, every step I take to kind of like narrow down into some sort of reliable process, I just feel so much better. And it, it kind of surprises me because I feel like it would have been the opposite and I would have felt like 
boxed in or whatever, but it's, it's the most freeing thing to know, like, these are the steps that I take to go and create. And this is just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, as artists or creatives, we all have like, our minds are at capacity (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we live in a day and age where, you know, we're filled with all of this information. But aside from that, because we're so creative, I think our minds are constantly scanning, constantly analyzing. We're absorbing our environment. And so there's a lot of chaos, I feel like, in there. But the cool thing about being as a creative is that we have all these tools to make so much sense out of the chaos. I'm experiencing a little glitchiness. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you okay. Okay. Sometimes um, I got you. Sometimes what you say is cutting out for me, but... So if I'm not responding, that's probably why. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I get a little bit of that too, but it's just in like bits and yeah, pieces. Yeah, it, it's just a little bit. Hopefully uh, okay. we can push past this and it'll all be okay. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I have noticed throughout your Instagram, um, and then it was kind of reinforced when I went onto your website. The very first thing on your website is these big letters that say bravery and grace. What does that mean to you and how Mm -hmm. does it Mm -hmm. represent what you're doing as an artist? Yeah. Bravery and grace um, was sort of an epiphany I had. Um, And it's more like a life mantra that I kind of live by now. Um, And we could actually spend an entire episode talking about bravery and grace. But um, to keep it short, I'll just say – you know, 2016, I think it was 2016. Um, I was kind of the primary caretaker for my grandmother who also raised me, um, part-time. I, my time was split a lot between my parents and my grandparents and she was pretty sick that year. And so, um, I, I was taking her to the emergency room quite a lot and taking her to see some hospitalists and some specialists, um, to diagnose her. And we really didn't get anywhere. I had even gone to the point of begging her primary care physician to look closer at her. And he tied me over with an MRI that was inconclusive. And so um, basically what had happened was an entire year was spent just exhausted um, trying yeah. to find some answers and solutions for her. And, um, you know, she there were times where she looked at me and said, Brandy, can you please help me? And I just thought, man, that's a lot of pressure. Um, basically I, I just, I turned up like nowhere, like there, there was no answer insight. Nothing was working. And I was, she couldn't, um, a, a lot of her symptoms were some mental, um, like memory and things like that. And so memory loss. And so I had to help her organize pills and I had to write things down and a sequence for her to take them. And this was challenging because I had a baby at home also, So this all led me to a point of just like major anxiety and breakdown and um, just basically a point to like, I hit my knees and I hit hard and I was just like, God, I need some answers. And so to make a long story short, um, that end of that year, she just, Mm -hmm. all of her symptoms subsided. And I don't want to get too spiritual on this podcast, but I would just say, you know, I'm sure there's a a, a medical explanation for that. But in my mind, I had just seen mountains move. 
And I was just completely relieved. And so I was just, um, that was the end of 2016. So 2017, my word was grace. And I just kind of learned to live in the richness of grace and to give myself and my people grace. And so the word grace to me is really not just a spiritual um, experience that I had, but it's really just about living in a state of intentionality um, and being kind to myself and my people. And practicing with a purpose. Um, so that's, that's why I use grace and bravery, um, is really about vulnerability and it's really about the, um, strength and, um, courage that it takes to be vulnerable. And I think the reason why that's so important is because vulnerability is where we find connection, right? And that's what's, that's what we're here for. I mean, that's, that's why, how we're wired. Um, I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. If you can't tell. So oh, me too. <laughs> huge. I love her. She is my girl. I love you. Yes. Um, but I, I studied her all of 20, I studied vulnerability, not just Brene, Brene Brown. That sounds really weird, but I studied <laughs> vulnerability all of 2017 because I had a solo exhibit titled, um, restructuring vulnerability. And, um, that's when I realized what I had been doing my entire life, making artwork all boiled down to this one thing, which was communication and connection. I was really saying on a canvas, what I was too afraid to say out loud. And I, what I maybe had no one to say to, you know, no one to communicate with. So I was putting all of this emotional energy onto a canvas and I was, just exposing my inmost being to the world. And granted, I'm a little more careful now. I filter things. I'm a little more careful about how I do it. And I leave things that are somewhat subliminal. Um, But I I realized that um, there was a purpose and I I was driven for a reason and it just kind of hit me. And so that's, and it was an epiphany for me. And that's when I started coining the term bravery and grace and started using the hashtag. Sorry, that took forever to explain. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I love all of that. And so with, I don't, okay, this is an interesting thing for me because you're one of only two artists that I know, and I don't know you that well. And so I know for me, you know, I've, I looked back through, I read a lot of what was on your Instagram and everything and um, all over your website. And, you know, you've said that your work is very emotive. And this is everything that you've said so far is just backing this up. And I find this really interesting. And I'm wondering about, so when you have an art show and you're presenting work to people, because you do put so much of yourself and your feelings and what's going on with you into your work, like how does that affect you emotionally to put it out in front of people? Yeah, that's, um, that's a really, really good question because and it's a little complicated. Um, but in the work, I'm somewhat subliminal. So I don't scream um, what I'm feeling or what my mental state is, but mm-hmm. I leave hints and um, the work is sort of the result of my current circumstances. So I don't, I don't, you know, put out loud what it is exactly. Um, and so that kind of helps. But what mm-hmm. I have found is that um, the more intuitive and intentional my work is, the more people relate to it. 
and they appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I've had people come up to me and say, I can really relate to that. And that really moved me for the first time. A piece of art moved me and um, really made me feel something and really made me contemplate. And, you know, when I hear that, it's like, man, that's it. That's what this, that's what it's about. That's what's for success, you know? And I'm, mm-hmm. that's, um, that's why, you know, that's like my, that's my why. So I I've kind of found a balance in being emotive, but doing it in sort of a, a graceful way um, and still allowing the viewer to sense what's happening and relate to it and um, have to like get close to the canvas to experience it. Because if you look at my work, there's a lot of text and um, it's usually faintly written and you can get up close to the canvas to experience it and read it. And I always refer mm-hmm. to them as like whispers um, or secrets. You know, you have to get close and you have to read it. And I think when you do that, it becomes more intimate and it becomes more of an experience with the work. Um, and so I think that, um, I think it's been a good thing. I think it's been awesome. And, and if people relate to the work, then I feel like, um, okay, well, we're doing something. I'm on the right track. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. I know for me, to when I have been like looking through your feed and everything, everything, all the pieces that you've shown on it have been emotional for me, which is something that I'm like, I don't really know how to deal with that because <laughs> usually that would happen with, you know, maybe someone that I know and I can kind of. Uh, maybe like read into some things or have known like what was going on with them. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what you're doing is working. is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thank I, you. Every, your work is so Thank beautiful you. and it's so emotional and it's just something that I'm like, wow. Like it, I mean, I started kind of dabbling with painting about a year or so ago, more so because our mutual friend Sarah Day Short kind of like pushed me to do it and was like, no, go for it, go for it. And she's wonderful. Um, and so I started it and then I was just kind of like, this isn't anything like what I want it to be. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing or how to put it out. Switching from photography to painting is like a really weird transition. And <laughs> not, I'm not trying to like transition into like being a painter, but it yeah. was something yeah, just, just really strange about it. And I'm like, I don't know how to like, bring the emotion that I feel into this but I have been really inspired by what you've put out and it's I've started doing way different stuff than I had before and I'm like just kind of enamored with all of that now so side note there (laughs) oh that's awesome very cool I am so glad to hear that you have no idea that is very cool. Well, I think a lot of it is just trusting your intuition too. I mean, if you're working in abstract art, um, you really just have to trust your intuition and balance. And so if you're a photographer, I think that you probably have composition and balance down. So, Yeah, it's like the colors that I'm – Yeah. And I guess like the actual manipulation of it. But anyway, that's like a totally different – It um, is. I- but that just goes <laughs> to show how, you know, I think a lot of – I think um, the – term artist or artist as a career just really doesn't kind of get enough credit mm-hmm. being master color theory 
and balance and repetition and composition and, you know, solving those problems day in and day out of balance and composition is it takes a toll on you. It's a constant puzzle and critical thinking. And so it's hard work. Being creative is really hard. And also just coming up with unique content. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not that it it does. It's not like magic, you know? No, Yeah. It's really hard. It takes work and research. Which is where it it becomes really important to have your process and your kind of set of guidelines for yourself because it helps free up some space for you to be able to do that when you're not like you don't feel pulled in a million directions all the time yeah oh a hundred percent I can be pretty ritualistic um when it comes to starting out my time in the studio for sure so I had um a friend ask me this question the other day and I want to know your thoughts on it so I was on his podcast and we were talking about my photography and he asked me if I considered myself an artist as a photographer. And I, and I told him no, but I gave a reason for it. The difference, what I think it is in my mind between an artist and a creative. But I'm wondering, do you feel that there is a difference? And if so, what is the difference between just art or art and creativity or artists and creatives? That's such an interesting question. And I know people contemplate that a lot um, and you can go in so many different directions, but I kind of feel like there's like a spectrum. I mean, I think that you are an artist. Mm -hmm. I think that um, if you're putting out work that is intentional and meaningful, um, yeah, I I think that's art a hundred percent. I also think there's like high craft and then there's high art and high craft people are still really creative thinkers. Right. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't refer to them as necessarily artists probably. Um, and so I, I think that's just a, but, um, and in my opinion, I think it comes down to what kind of work and content you're putting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also a creative lifestyle. I mean, um, if you're, living, breathing, creative content, and that's what you're putting out all the time and expressing yourself with intent and, um, you know, the, the purpose of communicating with something or someone, then um, I would consider that art as well. Interesting. I can't, I, I mean... <laughs> it's an interesting yeah, question. it's something that I just back and forth about. I'm it like, is. Well, is there a difference? I'm yeah. like, yes. What is it exactly? I don't know. I'm like, it's so situational too. And I'm like, hmm. just something to ponder about. And if anyone out there listening has a, an opinion on this, I would love to know what that is. You're going to get tons of opinions. I hope. I hope. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about Brene Brown again for a little bit. My girl. Yes. So I had <laughs> pulled this quote off of one of your Instagram captions. And I, I just okay. want to know cool. um, what prompted you to put that out there and what this kind of means to you. So the quote was, it says, creativity is the way I share my soul with the world. And without it, I am not okay. Without having access to everyone else's, we are not okay. The only contribution we will make in this world will be born of creativity. Man, that's so powerful, I think. Um, and I think when I wrote that, or posted that it was, it was like really speaking to me super loudly. Um, but it's, it's like, 
it just rings so true for me um, as far as it's the way I share my soul with the world. It's the way I communicate. It's the way I can. It's really important to me that I can't maybe articulate verbally. Um, I paint. And so that's, it's, I, I have to have that outlet um, to be okay and to be mentally okay and emotionally okay and stable um, and steady. That's what I need to do. And what I've learned from Brene Brown is I'm not the only one. There's a whole tribe mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. that feel that way. <laughs> so I think that, um, you know, I, I think that, I think that we're all taught, um, we're all, most of us are taught at a young age that vulnerability is weak and that we're supposed to contain our emotions and that it's awkward to say them out loud or discuss them. But what I'm finding is quite the opposite is that when you're vulnerable and you put yourself out there and you let yourself be known in a really deep way, that's when you find real connection and fulfillment. And so I think that I was having that sort of epiphany in that moment. I, yes, that. I love I Brene Brown and I love the work she did around vulnerability and shame and all of that. And it was such a, I just felt like this connection point with you when I saw that on there and I was like, yes, <laughs> Brene Brown <laughs> is everything. And I love how much she, you know, because she's a researcher and a lecturer and not someone that people would traditionally think of as creative. And she's, you know, putting out there like, no, it doesn't matter what, it is that your actual profession is like we need creativity to be okay and survive in the world. And I love that so much because I have mm -hmm. over and over and over run into people that are like, Oh, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. I guess I'm not creative. You, you do things creative, I'm not creative. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's such a like frustrating point for me because I'm like, no, 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 like you are, you are. It's just like you're you're looking at it in yeah. a in yeah. a too like boxed in way. Like everyone has this. Yes. I know. A hundred percent. People say that to me all the time. Oh, I wish I could be so creative like you, but it's like, it's really not, I mean, you just have to tap into it and you just have to make space for it, you know? Right. And, and so, um, and I think Brene Brown just sort of made creativity valid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's amazing. If anyone out there has not listened to her, any of her talks or read any of her books, you need to go look her up right now. She has an amazing TED talk. Um, and her books are just phenomenal. I love them. So much wisdom. <laughs> yes. She's amazing. Um, okay. So we're, we're kind of start getting to some of my um, more practical questions. <laughs> Not that okay. these aren't practical. Um, so we talked about kind of your process um, and how you kind of settle in to start painting and everything. Um, what does every day well, not every day, but a day-to-day -day look like for you. Because I know some people get this idea in their head of creatives or artists. And they're like, oh, you must just, like, paint all day or take pictures all day or draw all day or whatever. And you're like, no, that's not what I do. <laughs> I go, oh, you take it out the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, if only it was that glamorous and that easy. Right? Yeah. Um, so, well, I'm a mom and a wife, so... 
Um, I wake up, I try to wake up earlier than the kids so that I can, I like to have a little bit of quiet time in the morning and just set my intentions for the day. Um, so I go over my planner, my goals and things like that first thing in the morning. And I also do that at night just to kind of prepare my mind for the next day ahead. Um, and then I'll have my coffee and, or tea. I like to drink bone broth for breakfast mm-hmm. and a lot of people are probably weirded out by that, but I think it's delicious. <laughs> um, and so then I'll take the baby to school. Um, I drop her off around like eight 15. It's time to work out. And then I come home and I get in the studio. And so I work, I grind like really hard those few hours that she's at school. Um, and right now that kind of looks like commissions um, mm-hmm. and also website and, um, IG content. So a lot of, um, time goes into curating my Instagram feed and content because I think it's really important to just put, you know, meaningful content out there. Um, cause the point of my Instagram feed is to, um, share my creative life. And so I don't want to just you know, I, I think if you're an emerging artist and you're posting like yourself at the bar, kicking it with your friends and stuff, you're probably not going to get very many followers <laughs> and you're probably not going to get any collectors. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of my point of view on that, but that's kind of what my day to day looks like. I'm, I'm in the studio for most of the day. I pick up the baby after school. Um, and then we'll have some time outside and play and snack, but then I'll bring her back in the studio with me and she'll paint with some watercolors or some oil pastels while I'm still working. That's awesome. So, yeah, but that's kind of what my day to day looks like. And, um, I'm still not at a point where I can split up my time between website content and blogging and studio time. Basically the way I work is priority. Mm-hmm. So if I have a commission that's due, that's where my energy is going to go. And so that's kind of how I split up my time. So it's not totally structured, but I definitely depend on the routine. What (laughs) is the best advice that you've ever been given? And this could be about um, art or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So um, when I was in college, I got my real estate license when I was like 20 years old and, um, I sold real estate. Um, I assisted him in that part time. And, um, I, I'm an artist. I'm not a salesperson. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't fulfilling by any means, but it did help me. It put me through school. Um, but what I learned during that time was that you will only be truly happy and fulfilled if you're really passionate about what you're Mm -hmm. doing. And so that's when I was like, you know, I really need to finish art school because that's, that's, what's really going to fulfill me. That's the only thing I'm super passionate about. So that's what I did. And that's, I mean, that's the truth. I've done a lot of other things. Um, and I've had some really high pressure positions, including (laughs) another sales position, Um, but what I found is that, I mean, you really, really just have to follow your passion, like burning Mm -hmm. fiery passion, especially if you're an artist. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get into this field unless you are like crazy passionate about it, like sets your soul on fire. It's hard. It's hard to make it. It is. It's really hard. And you have to put work out that's authentic, um, 
And if you're not doing that, unfortunately, you won't get um, respect. And so I, I just think that you have to be like soul on fire, passionate about art, if that's the career choice that you're going to take. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. What are that's probably the best advice I've been given? That's pretty good <laughs> advice. <laughs> I think that's, um, I think it's definitely something that more people need to hear. And then I think for the people who lean more creatively, who want to get into those types of careers and outlets, it's, it's also really important to not just think about, well, I feel creative and I want to do this, but also like, is your passion strong enough to carry you through it? Because it's not Mm -hmm. as maybe easy as going and working nine to five at a steady job where you always know what you're going to make and that kind of situation, it can be really difficult to go out on your own and and do creative things if you're not prepared for what it's going to take. Right. Yeah. And also, you know, you have to keep in mind too, that you're not just creating work, but you're also, you know, you're running a business. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to think about LLC. You've got to think about taxes. You have to think about customer service, shipping and handling. Right. I mean, I'm all of those things. One and is you know just wrapped up in one person. Right. So it's definitely it's a hard. lot. It's so for that hard. side of it, um, the, the more business side of it, did you learn just by trial and error, or was there someone kind of guiding you through all of that? Like, how did you get that knowledge? Yeah. So that's, first of all, that's, it's totally organic. Like all of that will come Mm -hmm. like as it's needed, you know? Um, but yes, I was really, um, my dad is knowledgeable (laughs) in just about every subject. And so, um, he's been an amazing resource and just guide for me professionally. And I'm so lucky because I am one of those artists that had parents from the very beginning that really um, supported me in that. And they were afraid. When I told them I was going to art school, of course, they were like, are you sure? (laughs) What are you going to do? You need insurance, you know? And so they were like, are you sure this is what you want to do? My dad had a sit down conversation with me and I was like, this is it. Like, I, I have to do this. And um, I grew up making art, like no matter what I would, you know, as a child, as a small child, like four or five years old, I've been making art. And so they knew that this was something I, and so they were really supportive in that. And they always have been. And I'm so blessed and thankful because, um, without their support and their approval, I, uh, I'd have been really lost. So yeah, they've gone out of their way to help me with my career in the very beginning. They really did. So, um, I had my dad help me with a lot of the legalities. And so I had that guidance, but Mm -hmm. like I said, everything comes naturally. It's all organic. So. Yeah. You kind of just run into these things. They're like, Oh, now now I need to know about this. You know, it's like, that's right. As your business grows, those things will come and, and you'll, you'll find the resources that you need. So, 
luckily there's everything's on Google. You can Google anything now. (laughs) Yeah. I was definitely just thinking like how amazing to be able to get to do it in 2018 and know like anything I need to know, I can pop into Google and find out. I would be so lost without that. We depend on that. (laughs) So what advice do you have for someone who's thinking about um, either becoming a painter or just trying to move towards a more creative field? And they say they meet you at something and they're like, what advice do you have for me? What should I do? For an emerging artist, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is just to be authentic. Um, you know, inspiration is everywhere. And I think it's really wonderful and beautiful to be inspired by other artists. Um, but I think you need to be careful about um, stealing people's works. It's just to be really authentic mm-hmm. and um you know, just come from a place of authenticity and then it'll be respected. Um, But what you really need to do, in my opinion, is master um, whatever it is you're doing, if you're painting or if it's photography. But I think you need to master that craft and then curate. Once you've done that, um, I suggest putting it out into the world um, on whatever platform you like. I always recommend Instagram just because it is so visual and because you can use hashtags. Um, and so that's Mm -hmm. kind of my go-to, um, and everyone's on Instagram now. And so, um, yeah, I, I, so that's what I would suggest and, um, share your process, be passionate about it. You know, like I said before, passion is contagious. That's what people really buy into. That's what they really collect and follow. And so if you're really passionate and you share that passion, I think that you'll be successful no matter what. Um, and so that's kind of, that's the advice I would personally give to an emerging artist. Um, and you know, I think a lot of people may be afraid to share their passion, um, or not passion, but process, Mm -hmm. um, because they're afraid of people stealing their work. Mm -hmm. But, um, here's what I always say to that, you know, no one has my, my hands move the way that I've trained them to move, you know? And so no one, it doesn't matter if I teach you a technique, you're still not going to do it just like me. Mm -hmm. Um, so no one's ever going to do it the same. And also, you know, if your work and your content, your concepts are coming from a place of authenticity, then no one can steal that either. You know, if the work is soulful, and it's just filled with that. Um, no one can, no one can steal that. There's nothing more authentic than that. So I would ponder on that. Yes. I love that you made that call out because I have to, you know, on two different (laughs) levels for the part of me that, you know, started dabbling with painting last year, I relied a hundred percent on other people sharing about what they do and how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was just pouring over YouTube and Instagram and trying to find all these people. And there's a surprising lack of people showing how they I do know. what they do. And I think it's um, so sad. That aren't videos made in like yeah. the 80s and 90s. <laughs> you know what I found is like to be generous with your community is so rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. And 
you know, I, I no, like I said, no one's, no one can steal what you do. If it is really, truly authentic and it is really, truly yours, I don't think you need to be afraid of people stealing your work. I really don't. And I've, I've found that, um, you know, most creatives and especially collectors really love the process. They like to see beginning to end how you develop the work. And so I think it's important to be generous with your community, but that's just my opinion. Everyone, you know, has different opinions on that, different ways to approach it. I definitely agree with you on that. And I think it just adds a whole level of value, at least for me, value and like respect for that person. And I know there's several musicians that I've like listened to and I've been like, oh yeah, okay. Like I, I like their music. Okay. And then I will have seen them live and it just completely changes everything. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I did not know that you were doing all of these things and how incredibly talented you are. And it just like blows my mind and they become like one of my favorite artists. It's just a crazy difference. I mean, and I know within like the photography world, there's so much um, people are on the one hand, like there's a lot of people who are very open about their process and they share and they'll answer questions and they're very helpful. But there's also those people that are like, I don't want to tell you what location I used or what my settings were <laughs> or how I edit this way because I don't want you to sell my work. And, you know, I, in my feed on Instagram, there's probably 20 photographers whose work are very, very similar. And of those 20 people, there are two of them that I can look at and always know whose it is every single time because they have their own unique touch to it that is very emotional and I can always look at it and say that is this person and that right. that's where the value I is. I think so too. Not not in the like, you know, and those people are generous with what they know and they they love to share and teach and help other people. And I'm like, I think that's awesome. And I think that we need to stop worrying so much about people stealing our ideas and just worry about mm-hmm. creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder, it's like, why are you so guarded? <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you approachable? Who's like, really? <laughs> working? Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, what do you not yeah. want me to know here? I know. I know. It's just interesting. I mean, some people just are that way. And that, I mean, I don't know. It's not the way that I want to be as a creative. Um, and I've appreciated the people who are not that way because they're who I've learned from. Mm hmm. Uh, this has been amazing and I feel like I could talk to you for the next three hours <laughs> because we've only just scratched the surface of things. I know. There's so much to cover. Um, I mean, I, I just think that being an artist and being a creative is just encompasses this like massive spectrum of all these different worlds. There's just too much to touch on in a short amount of time. Yes, I know. I... Yeah, I I definitely, it's been so amazing to be talking to people for the podcast because I'm like super, super, super introverted. I barely get out. I don't find it easy to meet people and talk to people, but I'm always so fired up and fueled by having like conversations with other creatives to learn about what they're doing and how they're doing it and how they feel and what's going on and like, this just makes me excited. And I'm like, I need to get out and meet more people. 
I know. I think it is so important to either cultivate or join a creative community. Yes. I mean, yeah, it, it it's so important, especially if you're not that like tribe talk, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's absolutely amazing. And now I definitely feel like I need to meet you in real life. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I'll be back in a month. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing this. I'm so excited. And I was so excited a while back when Sarah had told me, she's like, I know someone who's interested in being interviewed. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> cool. This well, is so great. I have in- yes. There's amazing. Um, I've enjoyed so much talking to you. I can't wait to actually get to meet you in real life and have hopefully many, many more conversations like this because this is just incredible. Yay, new friends. Yay. (laughs) All right. So we're about at the 50-minute mark. So I'm going to let you go. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I hope that you have a wonderful day and that you get so much accomplished. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat, Sleep, Create, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who need encouragement, motivation, and inspiration. Be sure to check back every Monday for new episodes. And hey, if you have a few minutes, I would love it if you would leave a review. I'll see you next week.